Are we ready? Mm -hmm. Out of context summary. Here we go. Let's hear it. In this episode, there's an oddly high amount of chickens across multiple scenes. Another person is attacked by a cup of coffee. And we learn yet another way to butcher the word origami. Thank you for coming back from our replay reviews. My name is Leah. And my name is Kathy. We are two friends who are here to replay, review, and analyze your favorite video games. And since Kathy has never seen the games before, it helps me view them through her fresh eyes, almost like I'm discovering them again for the first time. We hope it will be a similar experience for you. Should we just get into it? Let's do it. All right. We're at the first trial. Ethan arrives at Joe's garage and parking lot, where he retrieves a car. In the car, he finds a GPS device that gives him directions. I don't even know how to start this. So he ends up at an off-ramp, and then the GPS tells him to drive against traffic for five miles. And it's too bad he didn't open this one at like 2 or 3 a.m., Although traffic wasn't that bad, all things considered. He is able to pass the trial, but crashes at the end after being pursued by the police. A couple things. Why is he driving in the middle of the road? He should just drive on the side of the road, and the least he could do is just keep his horn on so people would, like, know that he's not trying to kill them, that he's there, alert them. He's, like, doing nothing besides screaming at the windshield, which really isn't helping anyone. Right? (laughs) Could you not just drive in the shoulder? It was kind of narrow, to be fair. It was narrow. There was no emergency lane at times. But still, the least you could do is just keep honking and alerting cars that you're driving towards them. My brain wouldn't be in the right space in that situation, to be fair. Mm -hmm. But he makes it through. And he's given the first set of letters and numbers to Sean's location, which are five R.E.T., as well as another short video of Sean slowly drowning in a pool of rainwater. Uh, his car does blow up and he sustains <laughs> some injuries, but thank goodness for the heavy rain because it's going to put that fire out. <laughs> you nailed it. How did they not find him? It seems like the police in this city are, their competency is questionable. Oh, we're back to that lady. She's now at a motel. We learn her name is Madison, and she rents a room from the front desk guy who has a way of speaking. It's unique. Sleazy. Madison Page. Madison Page. 27. 27. Single. Single. It's creepy. He is definitely the reason why you pretty much push a desk to block your door. On her way to her room, Madison runs into an injured Ethan, and she helps him back to his room and mends his wounds, and then also stays while he takes a shower. A shower that she encourages. Yeah. And then the door is slightly ajar. Just stands there like a creep. I mean, is she supposed to like be making sure he doesn't faint? I don't know. It seems odd. But also, what kind of motel comes with a fully stocked medicine cabinet? I was just about to ask that. Through conversation, we learn that Madison has chronic insomnia and can only sleep at motels, and that she is a furniture photographer. Oddly specific. 
that's such a specific thing to say that she has insomnia and can only sleep here. Like, how does she even come to that conclusion? How does she know she's only able to sleep at this motel? Yeah, trial and error, I guess. But it seems almost like it's that motel specifically, which is really right? weird. And if she knows that, why doesn't she have a standing room every month at that hotel? Yeah, and why does she go there and that guy's such a creep? Right? Alright, so Ethan unfolds the next origami figure, and the message is, are you prepared to suffer for your son? The old power plant on Embarcadero Street. And he heads out. We're now back to Jaden and Blake, who are parked in a car and having a little bit of a back and forth. So they do spot their guy, and they approach him, but he runs after just completely catapulting his cup of coffee into Blake's face, which is hilarious. Jaden chases him down, avoiding spilled crab legs and a bunch of flustered chickens before eventually taking him down. The chickens, is that some message or something you can link to Merlin that they're both birds? Or is this too much of a stretch? I forgot about Merlin. Good job, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of any reason... Of how we can link it back to Merlin. <laughs> there we go. Another connection. And we will see mm-hmm. chickens again later on. So maybe you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is on purpose. <laughs> Someone likes birds who made this game. So during the chase, when Jaden is trying to go after the guy, he runs into the fridge and there's pigs hanging there. And it is a very familiar scene if you've been with us for season one. You'll remember that in Wolf Among Us at the butcher store. Is that where it was? Mm-hmm cut above they also had a scene mm-hmm. very very similar they do there's nothing quite as uh disturbing Spooky? disorienting yeah mm-hmm. as walking through a, a freezer with a bunch of dead animals dangling around you and the music the the soundtrack is pretty darn good it is i also love when he just tosses the meat hook at the guy oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay anything else trying to throw a pun in here at least the guy doesn't end up as dead meat on the counter (laughs) (laughs) you got it in you got it in (laughs) all right moving on bit of a meteor scene here so a sleepy shelby wanders around his apartment slash office until lauren rings his doorbell she gives him an envelope from a letter that was sent to her husband the morning her son disappeared. Apparently, he had read the letter and then left, and she's never seen him again. Are we imagining he started the trials like Ethan has? I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm also wondering, is he the first person who did it? Because at the other story, the other dude had a envelope, uh, not envelope, a box. And I'm wondering, did he go through the trials, or is it only the select few people who get to do it and why is it always going to the guys the the fathers who are getting the letter and reading them is the origami killer sexist <laughs> let's uh, let's take those one at a time so first question we now see three fathers who have this envelope we can assume that the same thing is inside based off of the shoe boxes and the phones that we've seen so we have ethan who's doing these trials we know where he's at then we have Lauren Winter's husband. He had the letter. We can assume he started the trials, and he's never returned. So 
Did he run away? Did he Safe die? just say he's dead. So, like, if he died in the car one, assuming the trials are the same, you'd think that news of that would get back to Lauren. So, is it possible that if you quit, the killer kills you, too? I mean, that first of all, that's assuming that the guy is actually, Lauren's husband is actually out finding where their child is. I mean, he could have just ran off with another woman or something. Like, we don't know that. Or just ran away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In general. <You> know? <laughs> yes. But then the convenience store guy that had the letter. It seems like, I mean, did he still have the letter? I don't know if he just had the box. I think it was the box. Yeah, and he never talked about a letter, too. So. But clearly he opened it to get the ticket. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. did he just not start the trials? And so life just goes on as normal? Knowing that you're going to have a huge regret of not even attempting to save your child. Yes, life just goes on. All right. So it seems like either you don't start the trials, normal situation, life remains unchanged except for the loss of your child. You could run away. Or the killer kills you if you fail. We don't know yet. They also mentioned that the letter is typed with a typewriter is it similar to the one that's sitting on shelby's desk good question does he say like an old fashioned typewriter doesn't he give it like a specific i i feel like all typewriters are old-fashioned <laughs> <laughs> more old-fashioned okay um i actually don't remember neither should we look yeah he says it was typed with an old typewriter so I don't know what yeah, <laughs> what neither. kind of information we get out of that. But that's something we can look out for. Yes, for sure. And I'm also curious if Shelby was assigned this case by a request from someone, like from a parent. Do we do we know that or how he started with this case? The or way is he there phrases hmm? it is on behalf of the families of the origami killer. And we also know that he's a police officer based on the badge he has in his desk and a photo of him in uniform well lauren forces her way into the investigation and the two of them head to the mansion of gordy kramer the son of a construction bigwig uh yeah how was he even allowed to enter the party i know he has like a ticket but like based on his outfit and everything what makes those security guards think that he was invited (laughs) it probably helped that lauren was with but he does look like a P.I. The trench a trench coat. Point. Yeah, the trench mm-hmm. coat. Come on. So eventually, Shelby makes it upstairs. And yeah, something is definitely off about this guy. This is when the chickens, potentially turkeys, mm-hmm. make a reappearance on the TV. Scott questions him about a boy named Joseph Brown who was last seen getting into Gordy's limo. He kind of feeds Shelby some obvious B.S., And then eventually he stands up and claims to be the origami killer. Can nobody say it? Apparently not. Why is there a second R? Origami. Anyway, he kicks Scott Shelby out. And uh, apparently you're only allowed to fail two QTEs in that fight scene. (laughs) What are your impressions of this guy? This guy, it's... Kind of weird. He has two females making out on his couch, but his focus is on the TV of <laughs> chickens, possibly turkeys. 
running around in a movie. I also feel like, isn't he a bit quick to respond that he is the origami killer? <laughs> All right. I mean, we have information about the MO that's been publicized. So maybe he's just basing it off of what he heard during the police conference talk. Or maybe he's just interested in this. He also gives me a bit um skepticism when he says that, can't I just help a child? Like, who does that inviting a child in your limo, but then you also don't defend yourself saying that? Why well, returned him home? Sounds like a pedophile or some sex trafficking. It's, something's going on, but do you think he's the killer? No, I don't think so. I don't think a killer would easily admit to it. Do you think he's involved in it? I think he's obsessed with it. I don't think he's involved in it either. And he also strikes me as someone who's too modern to have a typewriter. (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out what the hell accent (laughs) these people have. It seems like they're all either from the UK or French Canadian. Okay. The attempted Boston accent. Yeah, is there, are they has. going for, I mean, because we're not used to East Coast accents, so are they going for an East Coast accent and they're just, they shouldn't have? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that one. That's a very interesting question. I think that must be what it is, but either way, origami mm-hmm. sure trips these people up. And Definitely. considering that's like the main word in this game, it's, little, <laughs> it's an odd choice. That is true. The origami really threw me. The last note I have for the scene is the projector is projecting a scene where you see a letter and the knife is through it. And I'm curious if there's any significance. I mean, you could tie it to the letter that the fathers receive. But the knife part. Just symbolize like death or even sacrifice. They have to make sacrifices. Yeah. Very interesting, though. None of them died by stab wounds or a like the knife was used as a tool mm-hmm. do you think that the killer is someone who not a big fan of using tools but nature's tools such as hypothermia <laughs> and drowning someone <laughs> i don't know i don't know if we know the reasoning behind the specific mm-hmm. way they're killed but we know it must be important because Jaden makes mm-hmm. note of the gifts that they leave so i think we can assume there's a reason for it we just don't know why Should we talk about your current theories? Who do you think the killer is so far? I think we haven't met the killer yet. I don't think it's Gordy just because he admits to it way too quickly. I think the reason why Shelby is investigating it is also partly personal. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he had a son or maybe a grandchild who was killed by them. I think that's my theory now. It could still be a clown. We just don't know. Well, should we move on to that second trial, then? Yeah. Ethan arrives at the power plant, has to find a way inside, at which point he finds himself having to crawl through the never-ending tunnel of glass shards and then slide down a tube to who knows where. That all would be horrifying. I honestly would rather Mm -hmm. do the car. (laughs) The car thing. Yeah. When he slides down, if it was, like, more slanted... And he would just shoot through past the ledge into the electricity grid. He would have just like 
right there. He would have sapped and died. Yeah, that would have been it. Whoever is setting this up, they're committed. Do they own this power plant? How is the electricity on? I think that was one of your questions. A very minimal amount of blood staining the path as Ethan is crawling through the glass. I cannot get over that. That is just so disturbing to me that he took all that time, went through all the different possible routes that Ethan could have taken and sprinkles glass all the way through. Also, he had been crawling through that too and sprinkling glass in all the different pathways. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Which, logistically... How do you do that? I'm so confused, right? How right? do you, how do, you do, do it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so confused. I don't know how one would do that. You'd have to go in butt first, scoot your way backwards, dumping out glass. And there's so much glass, like, you'd have to make multiple trips. Right? It seems impossible. Right before... The first time he gets um, gently shocked by the fence, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of butterflies on the wall. Maybe instead of birds, it could be things with wings. Are you trying to go back to Merlin? Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold that thought. Let's pause. Uh, <laughs> so after the, the tube, he approaches this electric grid. And it seems his options are go through the maze that will kill you if you touch the wrong thing. But then there's also a door to the left that says coward on it. So I'm assuming you could just walk through that door and bypass this trial. I don't think we should watch that alternate now because it might give things away. But Mm -hmm. I think we should watch it in the summary episode. Yes, please do. I think that'll answer a lot of questions for us. But what do you think would happen? What's what's the coward door? Is it just a pit and you fall to your death? I think it's like immediately shocking and electrocuting you. It's something bad. I think we both agree on that. Mm Mm-hmm. After a long segment of hand yoga that this game makes you do to get through this maze, he gets to the end and receives the next set of letters and numbers, which are 2EL. And you immediately knew what the street name is. <laughs> yes, it's Roosevelt. There's not many other words it could be. It's pretty obviously Roosevelt. Seen that last video, the water levels to Sean's neck, I think. But if you think about it, in the time of getting that video and then putting it on a phone and then bringing it to the location and escaping before Ethan arrives there, for all we know, he could have been below sea level. That's a good point. It's an SD card, clearly not a live stream. So he's gotta be just a giant prune by now, though, right? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Or he probably would have died from hypothermia. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing all this, getting that glass I don't out, know. not accidentally killing this child too soon. Wait, I have a question. Do I have? Okay. A- I don't have a question. It's a stupid question. I was like, how did he get there? He crashed his car, but it wasn't his car. Although, did he go back to the garage to pick up his car? Uh. (laughs) The logical answer would be yes, I think. Or a taxi? Or maybe he took Madison's motorcycle. (laughs) I hope so. There's no (laughs) way in his battered state he's staying on a motorcycle. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like that motorcycle bike is lost to the reception, the check-in dude. Sorry, I was going to say something gross. Oh, no, say Should it. Should I say it anyway? Okay. Yeah, say it. I probably took it to sniff the seat. 
Oh, God, Leah. I told you it was gross. You can't (laughs) tell me he wouldn't do that, though. It's so in line with his character, though. (laughs) And he makes some slow comment about it, which is not going to start brainstorming any ideas. But yes, I'm not surprised if he did that. But I can't think of the voice. She had this. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? She had a swing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not no, you have to this out. <laughs> Madison Page. She had a sweet fanny all over the seat. <laughs> I gotta get into a win. Oh no! <laughs> oh gosh! Oh no! <laughs> That's disturbing. Uh, moving on. Are we ready for okay. the last scene, or are you still... You got more? Moving on, we're back to the motel. Madison finds Ethan again, and helps him again. And then after... Well, hold on. Let's back up. She stays there while he's sleeping. Let's back it up even further. Is she, <laughs> like, stalking him? Like, how does she know when he's there and when he's not? Yeah, was she just getting ice or something when she saw him? I don't know, but it feels like she's stalking him. And why is she still there? Because she says, when I get too tired, I come stay here for a night. It sounds like it's a one-night thing most of the time. Mm-hmm. This isn't the same day, is it? It's the same day, I think. It's still Wednesday. Ah, okay. Mystery solved. She's very invested. She's watching him sleep, which is a, l- a little... I wouldn't. I wouldn't want it. And she tries to get a shirt off, which she does successfully. To help him, I guess. With the sketchy medicine cabinet, motel ointment. She could have just lifted his shirt. She didn't need to take it off. I mean, like, she encouraged him to shower, to take off his shirt, as she <laughs> stares at him openly through the cracks of the door. And now she's doing this. Me thinks she's a bit creepy. Sorry, I just... I have to say it. I wasn't going to, but she puts the... Uh... <laughs> the gauze on him on his chest and over his shoulder for the burn Mm -hmm. but I think she she leaves both nips out (laughs) (laughs) cover the man's nips (laughs) don't you know what to say to that nothing nothing is required Uh, moving Mm -hmm. on so there's a montage of her pacing watching him nodding off in a chair it seems like she's been here all night then he wakes up And says, how long have I been out? And she goes, about three hours. It's only been three hours? I thought it had been a whole night. I mean, to be fair, she has insomnia, so maybe she's dozing off. But if I was her, I would just go back to my bed like, he's fine. There's really nothing more she can do. And so why is she still staying there? And I know he said he didn't want to go to hospital last episode, I think, but... I'm not going to lie. I would have called an ambulance by this point or the police or someone like this guy is going through something. He's got burns and cuts all over him. He's half dead and he's staying in a sketchy motel. You might want to check it out. And why isn't she snooping around in his room and finds the box and everything? I mean, she does the first time when he's showering. She looks in his wallet. Do you think she's related to the killer? I'm just throwing ideas Mm. out there. I don't know how. Well, that would tie into the theory of them being able to track him. Mm Mm-hmm. And 
he only first started going through the box when, at this hotel. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe she's a frequent flyer at the hotel and she's been <laughs> watching him since then. Well, I guess to build off of, of what you were just saying, she's really like not wanting to leave and not wanting to stop helping him. She keeps offering to help and he gets kind of mad and eventually she leaves. But yeah, why mm. is she so wanting to be involved? If she knew about Sean, then I would say she's trying to be Sean's stepmom. But <laughs> she doesn't know about his existence. And so I, I don't know. And it's like not like she's a journalist or anything either. So it's odd. It seems unusual. But mm-hmm. she does eventually leave. And then Ethan unfolds the third origami, which says, Are you prepared to make a sacrifice to save your son? 9711 Marble Street. And he leaves. What do you think the next trial is going to be, Kathy? I don't know what third one would be. Probably something circular because of <laughs> being on Marble Street. I don't know. Wait, what shape was the origami? Oh, it's a lizard. There has to be some kind of animal theme going on. You have Merlin, who's a bird. You have chickens. <laughs> you have the frozen fish. You have a lizard. And you have a butterfly on these. So, like, what is up with these I hear you. These animals. But also... When we made origami in school, what did we make a lot? Those little frogs, right? We didn't make them. I made the. I was a production company. I made one, but it was bad. Okay, give me credit. Okay. We made so much of that, we got in trouble, remember? Because we were selling them for our fake classroom currency. We were running and I that just- class. <laughs> Between the eraser shavings and and, that, and we formed a freaking monopoly. <laughs> we we owned all the cash in that class. Mm-hmm. Eraser shavings. We sold yeah. people eraser shavings. Other students <laughs> paid fake money that could buy you real things at the school for eraser shavings. The mm-hmm. scented ones cost extra. Um. Okay. Long tangent, but my point was, mm-hmm. most origamis are animals. So I don't know if that's just the extent of the theme. I mean, you're right. Those frogs were sick, though. They jumped. They hopped. Right? Another tangent. At my work, we had one of the guys. He was making cranes. We lined it up all on the cubicle wall and everything. I saw that, and it made me think about our frog army. They have to go to war. Mm Mm-hmm. Your frogs (laughs) can hop, though. Can his cranes fly? No, they can't. (laughs) My frogs are so sick. (laughs) <laughs> battle one <laughs> <laughs> yes all right um anything else you want to summarize the episode with or should you tell me my uh qt percentage i will start with your a recap so part one it was about 90 96 percent part two being specific it's 89.66 and part three mm. is 89.61 so Whoa. it only went down 0.05 percent it's still a bad trend I hope you can get it back up. I hope so. That's <laughs> what she said. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's getting late. <laughs> I mean, uh, I feel like we have a, a an ongoing theme. We ended it talking about pubes last time. <laughs> <laughs> the game begged us to. It yeah. begged us to. <laughs> The amount of shower scenes we've seen from this game rivals, in total, the amount of shower scenes we see from all of the other games. It's true. I think we need to hop off. 
Yeah. Audacity on one. Three, two, one. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to send in any questions, comments, or game suggestions. You can find all our contact info on our website, replayreviewspod.com, or contact us directly through our site. Did we completely miss something? Are we way off the mark? Or do you just want us to take a deeper look at anything from the game? We'll tackle any topics you all want to hear in our season wrap-up episode. We also have a Reddit where we discuss anything we're curious about. Go take a look and let us know what you're thinking. Our theme music is Condemned by Eggy Toast. They'll play you out, and we'll be back next week.